from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool 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 Audio. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing. With funny, off-brand, upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere, we talking about ridiculous news over here. Hey everyone, welcome to Ridiculous News. Not your average news show, we cover stuff you didn't realize was news from the wild and funny to the deep and hidden to the absolutely ridiculous. My name is Mark. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, fun fact about me is that I saw all three Ninja Turtle live action movies from the late 80s and early 90s way more recently than you probably did. And I'm joined by my co-host, Bill Worley. Hi, Mark. Hey, hey yeah. Uh, fun fact about me is I, I recently watched the old Dune, like the David Lynch Dune. I know there's been a lot of hoopla about a new Dune and the second Dune that's coming out. And it was uh, crazy and gross, and um, which it, in a good way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I think that the Baron, if you haven't seen that, he's a much more evil uh, character in that. Mm. And um, I would say that was the biggest difference that jumped out to me. That's really great. That's a great reminder to go back and watch that original. Mm-hmm. And, you know, speaking about originality, things that are mm-hmm. uh, fresh and new, but also timeless. Yes. Uh, that kind of brings us to the segment that I want us to talk about today, what today's episode is about. Oh, man. Oh, you know what? Hold on one second. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, well, speak. Speaking of that, I, I just got to send a message real quick. Okay. Well, I'm sure it's incredibly important yeah. just while we're recording. Yeah. My buddy needs to do laundry here um, at my house in about three weeks. So I'm just responding. Okay. I mean, three weeks, that seems like a decent amount of time right now. I'm not really sure if that's urgent, you know? Yeah. Well, let me just send that. There we go. I'm good. Oh, okay. Sorry. One second, Bill. I just got a text message. Okay. Um, well, I, I know we're going to start the show, so let's get going. We're going to be talking about the original iPhone. And Mar- well, Mark, do you have a right, right, right? But I just got a text that's probably spam, so I just need to text back just to make sure that it 
is spam. You're texting spam to make sure it's spam? Well, how else would you know whether or not it's It's a really good point. Okay, cool. And there we go. Great. Great. All right. You know, funny enough, Bill. I know this one. Uh, yeah, this is. I'm just watching one of your videos real quick. Oh, okay. I hope that's okay. Gotcha, gotcha. No, it's totally fine. Um, okay. <laughs> but in all seriousness, you guys, uh, jokes aside, we are talking today about uh, phone addiction, but not just phone addiction uh, in general, but specifically. Mark, it's hard for me to read my newsfeed when you're talking. You're right. You're right. I'm so sorry, Bill. But uh, I'm turning it off. Okay. okay I'm turning. Yeah, okay. I'm sure, turning it off. For okay. Sure. <laughs> And all serious, I just, I, I just had an idea for a recipe that I want to oh, make. So get that down. Get yeah, that yeah, down. Because yeah, yeah. if you don't write that down, yeah. that's gone. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, you got right, it. Right. You got to get it. That's why I use voice memos Wild sometimes. mushroom and broccoli soup. Okay, that sounds delicious. It. But but in all seriousness, for, for, for real, I suppose, we, we were joking. But and honestly, today we're talking about phone addiction, but not just uh, phone addiction, but through the lens of the first iPhone. Remember that? Remember the first iPhone, everybody? 2000 and seven yeah wow yeah. so so that's kind of what we want to talk about today uh the the first iphone phone addiction but we also kind of pulled some pretty wild news stories about smartphones in general yeah in fact um you know thinking back about smartphones and, and back in 07 when when the iPhone came out and smartphones kind of really took off. It wasn't necessarily the first smartphone. It was just kind of the first one to really do it right. Um, and there's another uh, company called, a little little indie company called Microsoft. And they decided... Small upstart. Yeah. You super know, indie. Out of a garage. Mm-hmm. And they decided to uh, battle the uh, iPhone with a Windows phone. Now, if you don't remember the Windows phone, you're, you're a human being because... <laughs> That phone did not do well, but they were so incredibly confident, mm-hmm. Mark, um, that they actually, when they released the Windows uh, operating seven operating system in this new Windows phone, they held a fake funeral <laughs> for the iPhone where they took a giant cardboard iPhone and a and a they had a march like a parade and they put it into a hearse, a real hearse, uh, to symbolize that Microsoft was gonna really just take out the iPhone and um, take over the smartphone market. Such an odd marketing choice, mm-hmm. just because the weird thing about those pictures, I, I looked at pictures of this fake funeral. Mm-hmm. You know, a phone looks the same, dead or alive. <laughs> so really, all it is are these people very carefully holding a large iPhone. Mm-hmm. So without knowing that it was a funeral, you'd be like, wow, even Windows likes their iPhones. You know? <laughs> it, and the, the pictures, if you get a chance to look at this, it is the, the, the shittiest parade. I have, <laughs> it, it, people printed out things like iPhone on one piece of paper, uh, Windows phone rocks and just taped it to the front of a U-Haul it is, this is back, you know, and, and I don't know that Microsoft has ever really had the marketing prowess of Apple, which has been a big difference. But I mean, this feels like marketing in ninth grade <laughs> uh, and you got a homework assignment and you forgot about it till about seven minutes before you had to go to school. Right, right. <laughs> and just print stuff out. Yeah, it, it, it did not take, obviously, because of course, as we'll learn throughout today's episode, the iPhone has absolutely persisted, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, like, how, you know, one of the things when you look back in time, you think about all these amazing things we can do with these computers in our pocket connected mm-hmm. to the world. Um, there's a lot of famous movies that might be very different if people had that power. 
uh, if had if people had smartphones. For example, Home Alone uh, would kind of be ruined because the whole concept of that is that the power goes out. And then everybody's alarmed. Oh, Jesus. That was legit. That's not part of the sketch. Uh, someone's at my front door. Um, so they they lost power. Uh, all their alarm clocks didn't work. And let's face it. Nowadays, my alarm is my phone. Right. So if you had a, a house full of, you know, whatever, 72 people that were in that house. There were so many people in that house about to go on vacation. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did they all live there? No, I think, well, that's not the impression that I got. The impression yeah. that I got was that you got the McAllisters and that's then right. a bunch of like extended families in town to then go travel together for their vacation. And they did it late. They did it in a rush. And if they had had smartphones, those alarms would have been going off, bling, bling, bling. We, you know. Bling, 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 <laughs> ring, 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 uh, pow, pow, pow. Uh, yeah. Wait, pow, pow, pow? Do you? Uh, that's, like a, that's, like a, that's like a new ring where it sounds like popcorn popping. Oh, nice. Yeah, 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 ah, that's yeah. actually kind of relaxing. Pop, 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 pop. Uh, and I don't know if it's relaxing, but that would wake me up to right. maybe it, a little a, better mood. It's effective. It's effective. Also, too, I got to imagine, you know, uh, you know, like you said, Bill, just security in general would just be, would be better. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if those two bandits from Home Alone would have gotten far, Mm-mm. you know? No, yeah, he could have he could have called the police. He could have snapped photos. I mean, if he had a ring, yeah. <laughs> you know, if that ring doorbell, that would have changed a lot. Yeah, for the wet bandits. Yeah, yeah, uh, right. The wet bandits. That's what they were. You know, an, another one. One of my f- favorite movies. I, I think this might be one of my favorite movies, just because my dad, who's a Presbyterian minister, now retired. R.I.P. He's not dead. Why did I say R.I.P.? <laughs> well, the career. The career, career, career is dead. <laughs> the career is dead. Stay alive, Dad. Stay alive. <laughs> uh, it was. It's a wonderful life, and you know, at the end of it's a wonderful life. You know, everyone brings money, and it's this wonderful scene. And every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings, and. But, you know, if you had smartphones, you could just Venmo. Everybody could have Venmoed or, you know, could have had a GoFundMe. Not necessarily completely smartphone-based, but they could have just raised money for George Bailey on the smartphone. Right, precisely. And, and, and you know, it's kind of sad. It's kind of nice to think about, you know, what if GoFundMe was just a bunch of people showing up at your door? It would be nice. <laughs> you know? You know? <laughs> what, a wonderful, what a wonderful thing that was. But in really, in really, maybe that's where they got the idea of uh, GoFundMe. You know, that's a good question. I mean, I feel like GoFundMe uh, has led to a, raising money for a lot of great, great it things. Has, yeah. And so it's just like the feeling of giving to a GoFundMe, you probably in your mind are thinking of that moment from It's a Wonderful Life. You know what? I don't, but from this <laughs> point forward, I will be thinking of that glorious moment. I could watch that end scene on repeat. You know, that's probably something to just get yourself in a good mood. Mm-hmm. I'd say that scene right there does it. Real quick on It's a Wonderful Life, just in general, The I got to give it props because like, when you first think about it, you're just like, oh, Jimmy Stewart, a movie from decades ago is soft. And it's just like, no, it's a hard-hitting, mm. intense Christmas movie. This this person goes through a lot of struggles. They're they're doubting their life. And yeah. but so that that ending is really earned, I feel. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Turner Classic Movies, y'all. <laughs> TCM, baby. HBO Max. <laughs> HBO Max. Uh, check it out. If you haven't already, for the younger generation, it, it, it is worth it. It's one of those ones that stands the test of time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sound like my dad. Why Why am I recommending people watch this movie? Well, <laughs> another, another movie that also stands the test of time. I mean, well, you could even think about it for a bunch of other movies, like just how smartphones yeah, would sure. change things. You know, so, yeah. for example... 
E.T., mm-hmm. you know? There's no way E.T. spends as much time, you know, on Earth as he did eating Reese's Pieces without getting <laughs> photographed, videotaped. I mean, E.T. probably would have joined TikTok themselves, you yeah, know? Dude, like, you he know? would have been a major, what a positive influence on TikTok. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> E.T. would have been viral on TikTok or Jurassic Park provided the park had service, you know, I feel like that would have <laughs> that would saved have, some lives. That would have definitely saved some lives. They would have, they had enough money. They would have put a tower on that island. I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. But I wonder if, if that Newman character, and I just call him Newman because that's <laughs> what I know, would have turned it off in some vicious. Probably. Vicious. That's, that's the plot point, you know, because nowadays with when you do have smartphones, you have to have that extra plot point. I recently watched a show, um, uh, on uh, on Netflix about a midnight mass and uh, oh spoiler alert but you know at some point they have to turn off the cell tower on this remote place um, because they're trying to get rid of people's cell phone service so now you have to add that plot point because mm-hmm. you know if you had a cell phone you can call for help so there's many movies that when you go back and watch them a smartphone would have fixed the issue many movies and this could be a little bit too much of a blanket statement but. A lot of movies are about from from yesteryear. I feel are about like, you know what? At the train station, you said this thing to me, and ever since then, I've thought about it, and I've made a bunch of decisions about my life so that when we met again, it would be different. You know, whereas I think today, you know, someone would say something to you at the train station. The next day, you text them and like, "What did you mean by that? Can we like hash this out?" <laughs> you know, as opposed to going for all these years of separation. You know, so. In the same way that smartphones change communication, they change cinema. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure 
it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. Moving on to the first iPhone, and let's really look at this because, you know, 2007, for me, does not seem like that long ago, and, and what a what a crazy impact it's had. And, and when you go back to that first phone, I know, you know, before that came out, I had an iPod. I, you know, I don't think I had the first iPhone. I think I got the second, the 3G one, the second one. Um, but that I was used, to, I think a lot of us were used to carrying in like an iPod at that point. Um, but then this iPhone comes out and it's got a glass touchscreen. It's got internet. Um, it was a, the, the quote, the phone that was more for more than just talking. Right. And it was, um, you know, a phone that had access to the internet, you know, and it was very easy to use. It was just something where, uh, you know, it's in your hands and then you have way more technology than at that point, you know, was common, you know? So obviously common now, very normal now, but at at the time this was, you know, quite new. It was going back to the PR, the, the fun press release that Apple released, uh, Steve Jobs, RIP said the iPhone is a revolutionary and magical product that is literally five years ahead of any other mobile phone. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I love that he used literally maybe before literally became way overused. Mm -hmm. Um, and then five years, huh? Wow. Right. right. Uh, (laughs) You know, I, I don't know where he pulled that number from. He said, he said, also said, we are all born with the ultimate pointing device, our fingers. That's a great way to make someone feel like a Hillary or a, a hero. I meant to say <laughs> hero. Did you, did you say like, Hillary? I, I, Hillary is a is a hero. Um, yes. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, that's a very that's a very uh, fun way to make someone feel like a hero. Just being like, I, I do have the world's greatest pointing device within me. You know, man, Apple's marketing so so good at making us all feel like we're the most creative people in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it it had. That first iPhone had a two megapixel camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, nowadays, I think we're we're what at a baker's dozen megapixels, if not more. Um, but that I remember that being a big deal, you know. You know, Bill, I, I actually haven't told you this before, mm-hmm. but um, I I uh, eventually got the first generation you iPhone. Did. Oh, yeah, and, and I've actually like kept it. All these years. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know uh, podcast Look listeners. You can't. Oh, wow. You can't see this, but I'm gonna just pass it over to Bill yeah, here. This is really cool. Looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so small. That's one of the things, mm-hmm. like comparatively to right. like my iPhone 13. Right. Plus. Yeah. So interesting. Um. You know, I haven't turned it on in years, so yeah. there's no way that it would start. Well, let ringing. me go ahead and turn it on right now. Or oh. try. Let's see if it. Oh. You know what? It powered up. Oh, that's weird. I haven't charged in a long time. That's weird. Oh, it's, I'm getting a call. What? I'm getting a call from, it just says iPhone. Hold on. Hello? Oh, hello! 
it's me, the first iPhone. I have been trapped inside this iPhone for so long, and it's great to finally be free. Oh my God. Wow. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It is great here in the year 2007. I imagine that it's 2007 wherever you are as well. It's not. It's it's 2022. (laughs) What? 2022? Oh man, that's fantastic. Well, then you, I, I don't already, I, I don't even have to tell you. I can already tell you all the amazing ways that the iPhone has changed the whole world. I mean, well, first off, I mean, people are obviously going to be able to work way less and spend more time with their families because we can get information so quick, you know? So we don't even need to sit and stare at screens all day, right? Uh, well, um, first iPhone, um, yeah. I hate to break this to you. Uh-huh. I know your intentions were good, but uh-huh. actually... People are actually working a lot more now, and they're actually with because their phones are spending less time with their families. And actually, actually, it's, it's an issue. You've you've kind of caused a, a lot of people to become addicted, including myself, uh, which has been a little detrimental. Oh well, okay, all right. So, all right. Well, it's good to work. It's good to have a good work ethic, I guess. But you know, things can change. The, look, even if people aren't able to spend time physically with their families, I know that this device is going to bring people together. Like for example. No more unnecessary political polarization or Ooh. false information, you know, because facts are more accessible than ever. People are going to get smarter. You would think that. And what? you, to be fair, I thought that when you first came out. But it turns out that um, there's this thing called misinformation. Uh, and you're, you're basically like a gateway drug into it. And um, we've actually become so polarized that people even tried to attack the Capitol uh, to overturn a a completely uh, legit election. Okay, well, I'm sure that every single person that was involved in any way in that got their just punishment, like, right away. (laughs) You know? Well, at least I know that that's what happened. Okay, well, you know, Mr. iPhone, uh, since you're just stuck in a a mechanical... Uh, box. I'm right. just going to let you think that you, that's the case. Cool. All right. Well, I got some other predictions. Hit me. All right. So it's 2007. Yes. Ryan, okay. So mark my words. Lil Wayne's the Carter Three. That's going to change some things. All right. People have been sleeping on Lil Wayne just a little bit, but don't worry. He's going to take over the rap game. You're... You know, this Obama guy. Obama guy. Yeah. I see big things from him. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, sure. He's a junior senator in Illinois. You know, new to the scene. Right. Mm-hmm. But I see big, big things from him, you know? Um, I think you actually, those two are pretty good. Nice. Okay. You've, I, you're, you're, you're not batting a thousand, but you're not batting nothing. All right. Well, I'm going to, since I'm, since I'm on fire, since I'm doing really well, I'm going to keep going. I got okay, another one. All right. All right. Okay. So they're developing, Disney's developing this movie called Tron. It was made earlier, decades ago. They're remaking it. Daft Punk who's a great band that's been together for a long time and mm-hmm. is never breaking up, is doing the soundtrack. Okay. That movie is going to it's gonna be the greatest thing. I'm going to power this off right now. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Wow, Bill. That was wild. That was wild. I, I, did, were you able to hear? I heard everything. Great. Yeah. Uh, that was the first iPhone. And you know what? I think it had a lot of good optimism, but it's kind of, uh, it, it, it's kind of sad how much... <laughs> how much it thought it would change positively and it hasn't all been positive. Yeah, you know, it's interesting like 
when I found out we were going to talk about the first iPhone, I was thinking back to when it first entered my life and experiences that I had with that. So I remember when the first iPhone got released back in 07. And so me and my friends, uh, you know, we were in Atlanta at the time. And so what we did is we woke up way early in the morning when Lenox Mall, which is a mall in Atlanta, first opened. Yeah. And we got in line at the Apple store to wait for the iPhone. And we weren't there to buy it for ourselves. I was not going to buy the first generation iPhone at that particular point. But we waited all day in line uh, and then sold our spots in line what? for the iPhone. And we sold it to some you folks that went You sold your spots in line? Yeah, and they went for pretty good money. And I remember that was the thing that I think at least at that particular time that happened a little bit more often. People weren't buying things online as much, hmm. you know, and it was much more common, I think, when the new video game system came out, the new iPhone came out. You'd wait in line. So there was a side hustle of waiting in line for people and selling well, your spot. I, 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 that, that's amazing, yeah. one. And, and two, how did that transaction go? Were there just people walking through? And do you kind of like out of the corner of your mouth, like, hey, you want a spot? You need a spot? So we sold them ahead of time. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so, so, yeah so it's like we sold them ahead of time. And so the price was already determined. So all we had to do was just wait there until they showed up to take our spot in line. What's wild is I think there's an app for that now. <laughs> now that the iPhone is out there, I think you can actually pay people, right, to yeah. stand in line. I'm not sure what the name of that app is. Yeah. And, and, and you know, another thing about that experience, Bill, was, you know, I'm sitting there waiting in line with my friends all day. That's one of the last memories I have of sitting around all day with my friends without a phone to help me pass the time. Right. You know? Yeah, it's so weird to think about, you know, I, I remember going to places like Six Flags mm -hmm. or or things where you had to stand in line with your friends. And nowadays, I'd feel naked without my phone. And I try to think back, like, what did I do? And I think what I did was just talk to people. Like, yeah, you, know? you would just talk to people or, you know, you would just be bored, you, you know, mm -hmm. like, and I mean that like in a good way, right. you know, like. I think that, you know, we both, uh, you know, make videos, we both write. Right. And it's like having those periods of time where you are unplugged, where you are bored, that's where a lot of times ideas can come. And I found that now I have to work much more harder to create those moments of boredom intentionally to get those ideas, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a really important part about why unplugging is so important. And uh, Phoebe Walter-Bridge uh, recently had a quote that, you know, she thinks talent is like 3% actually doing stuff and 97% not being distracted by the internet. Um, That's which, a great quote. Oh my God, I, I can relate to. And that, I'm, I'm screwing that quote up a little bit. But right, you know, I, so much time we're distracted by the little notifications and all those things. Um, and it's fun to think back about before that happened. Mm -hmm. You know, just riding my bike as a kid. I called my friend's house and if my friend Derek wasn't home, that's fine. I don't know. I don't know where he is, but I can get on my back and ride around. Maybe I'll see him playing kickball in the cul-de-sac. Right. You know, speaking of the stories, like I remember being super jealous of the iPhone when it first came out. I was like, oh, this is such a cool thing. I just wasn't at the point in my life where I could really afford it. I was fresh out of college. And um, I, I did get one. I think I got the second one. And I remember like being at parties and things and back when we thought having info access to all unlimited information was the only positive thing. And I thought, man, it'd be cool to be used for my iPhone. Because a lot of times like you'd be at a party and someone would be like, hey, 
what was the third album of Led Zeppelin back in blah, blah, blah. And, ah, you know what? Who's got iPhone? We can look it up. And I'll, I'll never forget, I was on the back porch of a friend's house party and uh, someone needed to know the name of a lead singer of a band. And they're like, hey, do you have an iPhone? I'm like, I do. <laughs> you need to know, let me look it up right now. And we all had that answer. Um, and I don't know why I felt like that was cool. It was just, it was like, hey, I have access to information. Well, I mean, it, it definitely makes sense because, you know, beforehand, it just would take time to get that information or you just were in a place of just not knowing. Right. You know? And so, and again, it's something that we absolutely take for granted now, but it's like the turning point when that was no longer a thing was this first iPhone, you know? Yeah, I remember, I remember too that they weren't really very good phones. <laughs> like I remember the first couple I feel like that I had, like it was hard to hear people in like uh, the, the signal wasn't that great. Like I legit remember having to like cut my phone over my ear and like people had a hard time hearing me but the thing that's always so cool about apple and i think one of the things the reason the smartphone picked up even though it wasn't necessarily the first quote unquote smartphone is the ease of use right i'll, I'll never forget when a, a friend of mine asked if they could make a phone call with my phone uh, my iphone and that was their first time using one and they were like wow that was really simple and straightforward and it's something i think we take for granted now that whole ui experience um in particular with Apple, they, they kind of nail it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Bill, I got a question for you. Uh, now that we've had these smartphones for quite some time and we're used to the technology, yeah. what specific to you, like, uh, like smartphone habits have you picked up? Man, I, I am addicted. Uh, and the reason I'll say is addicted is I know, Mark, Mark you and I took a, a, a quiz um, that... Uh, our amazing researcher Casey sent us, and the the score it's you can get either from a one to fifteen, and the higher score you get, the more likely it is you're addicted to your phone. I got a fifteen out of fifteen, <laughs> which is really bad. If you get an eight or higher, it says you should speak with a counselor or psychologist or therapist. So that's something I'm going to follow up with those people about. Yeah, we um, both we both scored way over an eight. Way, yeah, 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 way over an eight. And yeah. um, but that said, you know, something a, a positive because I want to try and think of the positive things is there's a meditation app I used called Headspace, and I try to use that every single day. So every morning, part of my routine is I do a little mini meditation. I do some breathing exercises. Um, that's a positive thing I do. The not positive thing I do is I, you know. Part of part of this meditation and, and recognizing uh, what you do every day is like verbally saying it out loud uh, is a way you can kind of break habits and, and understand habits. And so, like if you're like, oh, I'm eating another piece of candy, oh, I'm you know uh, uh, funneling more uh, uh, cryptocurrency out of Russia, oh, um, I am checking Instagram again. Um, and I do, I do a lot of times obsessively check stuff. I had to delete Facebook off my phone for a while, and that was a really healthy thing. Um, but I think I pretty obsessively look at IG. One thing that I do more, way more than I need to is like, Bill, I'll just be scrolling through Uber Eats. Like I love, <laughs> like I love looking at menus. You know, like just. I love looking at menus, especially if like a restaurant has like weekly specials. Who knows what's going to happen this week, yes. baby? You know, so it's like I'll just be on Uber Eats being like, oh, what's in my area now? Like, <laughs> oh, what what deals do I have now? And it's not even like a meal time. I'm just curious. And there's just something about it where, you know, 
I try to be careful about the number of apps that I have on my phone where I can buy something with the push of a button. Mm. But Uber Eats is one of those apps that I have that is like that. Yeah. And there's definitely like this rush or thrill that you get when you press, yes, I'm going to get that entree and that appetizer. Yeah. And, you know, it just gives you this rush. And so it can it can become habit forming for sure. Yeah, you know, in that like in that 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 rush that you get without having to like leave your bed. You know, you know that rush that you get, Mark. I think that's dopamine is part mm-hmm. of it, right? Is that you, you literally um, the there, there's the addiction, just like cocaine. Uh, when you're getting a, a notification or a like, or you're going through Uber Eats, or I'm scrolling through whatever social media app, you know, your your brain is getting these. Uh, hits and these these dopamine uh, satisf- satisfaction and so that is part of what this problem is is part of where that addiction comes from you know let's kind of move more into our talk about smartphone addiction and bring up the term uh, nomophobia so the term nomophobia and or uh, no mobile phone phobia <laughs> is used to describe a psychological condition when people have a fear of being detached from mobile phone connectivity The term nomophobia is constructed on definitions described in the DSM-4. It has been labeled as a phobia for a particular or specific things. Yeah, nomophobia. That's so funny. Uh, I hadn't heard that term before, and it's definitely true. I mean, this reminds me of a story. You know, I've I've been to uh, almost 15, 16 Bonnaroo's. I can't remember the number. I think that makes it more authentic probably. But uh, a specific thing that I do remember is there's a band called No Effects. That's a great punk band. I grew up playing in punk bands. And um, they were playing at Bonnaroo, which is kind of a big deal. And I was sitting in the back of a certain field. I got up to go to that tent where they were playing. And I, you know, halfway there realized, oh, my God, I don't have my iPhone. Um, And I remembered I wasn't like in a large group of people. I was sitting out in the kind of the back part of a field. So I just started to search and search and search. And I got, I had a real panic attack. I missed no effects because I couldn't find my phone. I was kept walking back and forth where I thought I was, never found it, never found it, was super depressed. Uh, luckily, uh, I kept calling it, was pretty charged. And about you know, an hour and a half later, someone finally picked up and they, they had it at a beer tent. You know, someone had just turned it in at a beer tent. Oh, wow. But I'll never forget the, like, uh, terror that I felt not having my phone. And looking back on it, it wasn't that big a deal. That's super relatable, though. Just just those moments where I'm like, wait, where's my phone? Because mm-hmm. it's just like, it's, I mean, it is an expensive piece of equipment. Like, I yeah. I do understand all of that. That said, it's just like the fact that there's just this emotional tether to it. Right. You know, and one that, you know, you may not always be aware of. And so when you're hit with that, it's just like, oh, man, I don't feel as in control of this as, as I want to be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, according to Trend Hunter, mm. 66% of the population show signs of nomophobia. So two-thirds of us are addicted to our phones. And that I know that if honestly, if anything, that seems low. Agreed. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, you know, it's like with, with a few exceptions, mostly to have a smartphone. And if you're using it for the things that it can do, that's almost to also be addicted to it because you can do so much with it as we've, you know, discussed. Yeah. It's like, cause it, it, it's everything. You're, it can be, if you want it to be, you know, like, right. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it, some more of these facts from that that article that are, are just mind blowing is that you know the average smartphone owner unlocks their phone 150 times a day. Um, users spend on average two hours and 51 minutes a day on their sp- smartphones. In, in comparison, the quality time we spend with our families, our loved ones, is about or less than 45 minutes a day. That's why. It is true. Like when I think about it, it's scary and it's so true. Yeah. It's true. Like if I spent more than 45 minutes with my family, I'd probably get a little tired. <laughs> <laughs> I probably need to pick up my phone. <laughs> and, you know, there's this thing now, and, and Mark and I, we we talked about this before this episode, is, and I have it turned on it's on the iPhone because the iPhone, and, and to their credit, they've realized the amount of addiction people have. Um, and so there's this uh, new thing on your iPhone. If you haven't turned it on, I highly recommend it called Screen Time, where you can limit the number of time you spend on certain apps, and it'll tell you how much, you know, how many times you picked it up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it is eye-opening. <laughs> um, if you had to guess, Mark, what mm-hmm. my daily average phone usage phone usage was uh, uh, this week, uh, or you know, which is close to what it normally is. What would you ballpark? So what you, how, how long you spent through this many days of the week? Like uh, what's your, what's your hours? What's, my, what's my average hours per day? That per I'm, day? I'm four. Phone. Nailed it. Uh, four hours and 47 minutes. And that's down 12% wow. from last week. And the majority of that, seven hours and 22 minutes of it was on social, social media. Um, that, you know, it makes sense though, because it's just like, we're just drawn towards that Mm -hmm. you know like you know you just want to know what other i mean i'm speaking for myself it's just like you want to know what other people are up to you you know like and not even so much like what they're up to but it's just like it's like more instinctual than that you know what i'm saying like even without social media you just want to know what's going on and for me personally it's just like if i want to feel like i know what's going on I check social media. Yeah. You know. the, in, in Mark and I do video production. We do have a lot of sketch comedy. If you follow at Mark Kindle comedy on IG and many other places, IG is a great place. Sometimes I, I realize we'll release a video and uh, it, it, they do well, you know, knock on wood, they keep doing well, but people love them. So you get a lot of instant feedback of people liking your videos, commenting on your videos, um, and a lot of that is that it's like me obsessively checking sometimes. Oh, how's it doing? How are we doing with our views? Oh my gosh. Like if there's a, if there's a video that does like, especially well, mm-hmm. you could spend all day just like interacting with like people interacting with your video. Right. And it's very easy to justify because you're just like, oh, well, these people are interacting with the video and I want to make sure I'm engaging with the audience so you can so you can grow your audience. Right. So you can very easily just spend all day glued to it, watching it, you know. And it's a, that, is a, that is addicting, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's a cool thing to get that amount of positive, mostly, feedback. Um, but it's not something our brains are really designed for. Right. You know, normally, you know, if, if you go back to, pre-technology times, if you walked through the town uh, and people, if if every single person was like, hey, Mark, oh man, loving that jacket, Mark. Oh man, that's such a great jacket. Oh, LOL, that jacket is so sick, Mark, blah, blah. You know, and you got that 40,000 times. (laughs) um, You know, that would be overwhelming. You wouldn't be able to make it to the, you know, uh, the the stockade to throw some tomatoes (laughs) 
at the guy, you know, <laughs> we're in medieval times, folks. You know, um, it, it's wild. Um, I, this is this is a, a, a fun stat, um, and maybe a gross stat, and maybe it's a TMI stat, but seventy five percent of Americans use their mobile phones on the toilet, and I can definitely raise my hand. I am guilty. I'm curious, do you use your phone on the toilet? Mark? You know, Bill, I realize that this may be TMI, but I do not. But it's not because I'm better than other people. It's because of an incident that I had where I was using my phone on the toilet. This was years oh, ago. No. Did you drop your phone in the toilet? I didn't. It was kind of worse. I wish I had dropped okay. my phone in the toilet. But, but it's like this was years ago, and I was on the phone with my boss. I, I had a job, and I was on the phone with my boss. And I was like traveling and I was trying to stay in touch with them about when I'd be back for work. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then I thought the phone call was over. And so like I walked into the bathroom, sat down on that toilet and started to do my, do my business. <laughs> and you know, I'm like, I'm thinking, you know, what a great phone call that I had that's now over and I'm disconnected from humanity. And now let me do this bodily function that sounds the way that it sounds. <laughs> Uh, but then on my phone, I hear my boss, who I think is still on the phone, like, Mark, Mark, hello, Mark. And I think that they heard me. I'm pretty sure that they heard me do my business. And it was oh incredibly my. embarrassing. It oh, was, my God. So, was it a dude at least? Was it? No, a, no. This was this was this was a this was a woman. <laughs> this was a woman, uh, a successful businesswoman <laughs> <laughs> that probably could have helped me much more in life had I not destroyed it with that phone call i'm actually really not joking i don't think i ever spoke to them ever again after oh that not, not because i got in trouble but it's just like um later on this is kind of a long story but later on ownership of the uh shop that i was working at changed ownership so she was the owner and the boss but since then i think like it changed hands maybe she was so maybe she <laughs> left mark because she didn't want to face Bill, i don't know my relationship with them was great beforehand <laughs> and then this happened and it was like and so i was just like this is never happening again so now uh you know like if i'm at home or whatever or if i'm at a place where i can leave my phone behind I leave my phone behind whenever I go into a restroom or if mm. I'm out in public and I like can't separate myself from my phone, I'll either like put it in my backpack and zip it up tight mm. or I'll like just power it down. But it's just like, I would just, I, I, I think I'm also just like a little, it, it's weird in certain ways. I am timid about certain forms of a technology mm. where it's just like, there are moments when I feel like I might be heard or watched when I know like I am all the time, but, but like in specific moments. And so, and primarily from that conversation wow. where I'm just like, Oh, I don't know what is picking up, you know? And so that's a thing that I do. That's the thing about me. You know, it happened. Ugh. Turn your yeah. phone off folks. When you go to the bathroom, yeah. that's the lesson. Yeah. We'll be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. So, you know, smartphones uh, starting in the early mid 2000s uh, with the iPhone and the Android and whatnot, you know, uh, its use proliferated like exponentially year after year. And so now we're at the point where 70% of all media time is spent on smartphones. Wow. Uh, and, uh, and I believe the source from that is eMarketer. And uh, and then this is from Digital 2019 that says in 2019, uh, 50%, 56% of all website traffic worldwide w- was generated through mobile phones. And I'm sure that's even higher now. For sure. You know, just a couple of years later. Oh my gosh, yeah. Probably at 60% or, or more, which is nuts. Yeah, it's it's wild. And, and of course, or maybe not of course, but with that widespread use of technology, technology there are certain disparities that start to emerge. Mm. Um, so... Uh, as early as 2021, uh, 27% of adults living in households earning less than $30,000 a year are smartphone-only internet users, meaning they own a smartphone but do not have broadband broadband internet at home. Wow. I mean, that's crazy when you think about, you know, if, if you're at home and your only access to the internet is a smartphone and you have to, you know apply to a job like like you have to type out your resume or whatever on a smartphone like that's nuts it's 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 really something i mean i even think about early in the pan- pandemic mm. when everything had to go to zoom or some yeah. sort of like virtual meetup the laptop that i was using at the time like my camera was like not functioning my uh, in- uh, internal microphone on my laptop was not functioning mm-hmm. and i'm not especially tech savvy so i was doing fortunately everything on my iphone which is great i was able to yeah. take zoom calls and it was fine like really it was it was fine uh however you know if something happened with that 
you know, like, I don't know, I, if I were to run out of data or like if that were to get broken or, or something, you, you know, it'd make it more difficult to do the job, you, you right. know? Um, and, and I think, you know, that's what a lot of people, of course, are dealing with all the time in different ways. You know, speaking of that, when you think about, you know, someone only having a smartphone as their way to connect to the internet in this pandemic that we've all been through and, you know, still kind of around, you know, think about a, a parent. So these kids, um, you know, 15, in, in, in April of 2020, 59% of parents with lower incomes who had children in schools that were remote due to the pandemic said their children would likely face at least one of three digital obstacles to their schooling, such as a lack of internet at home, no computer at home, or needing to use a smartphone to complete schoolwork, which, I mean, if you're a, a young kid and you're working remote, so all you can do to see your teacher and maybe your peers is look on this phone, which of course can't last eight hours, so I'm sure you ha it has to be plugged in, and then somehow you're supposed to also use that while they're talking to, you know, do your homework or do assignments that's this this tiny phone it's got to be for months on end i mean that's got to be terrible yeah and that's got to have huge ripple effects for you know those communities of those people should they run into a barrier or an obstacle or something like that um uh so for example like there's certain apps that are available on the iphone but not on the android mm -hmm. however historically Android has offered models at much more affordable levels than the iPhone. So you have a lot of people that have an Android phone and use that for their work and for their education. But the iPhone is just, you know, priced too high, perhaps. Right. Um, but if you have certain apps, whether that allows you to apply for certain jobs or learn in certain ways that are iPhone exclusive, that can exclude people uh, from being able to participate in certain aspects of, of society, which is rough. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I wonder if, if the new, if the, the first iPhone really thought about that. You know, I'm going to turn it back on. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Oh, and I turned it on, and here, here we go. It's the iPhone calling again. Hey, Bill iPhone. Hey. 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 hey oh, you man. sound you sound sad. Oh, uh, no, I'm okay. I just got my Safari loaded up and I just was able to look up just some of the impact that I've had over the years and I'm I'm really feeling it, man. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I I messed up, man. Well, you know Dude, I messed up, man. I, I you didn't you didn't do it on purpose. I know, you know, the, the your intentions were good and you have done good as well. You know, I I've, I've just been reading up and and I've been trying to think more about my impact over my intent, you know, mm. and I just got to take accountability for like some of the things that I, I, I participated in, you know? Okay. Well, I'm here to listen. Um, oh, well, you know, it's just like some of these disparities that I've been a part of, like, you know, what, why can't I just make all my apps available everywhere? I, you know, you know, I think that, that, that has a lot to say about Apple and there's definitely, I got an apple on my back, Bill. I got an apple on my back. You're right. I rep apple till I die. Yeah. You know, I am. People don't know this. People don't know this, but yeah. but my my middle name is is Apple. I wow. gave it to myself. You, you know, like because because I'm by myself so a lot. But what's your full name? I Apple Phone. <laughs> 
Yeah, or I guess technically I dash Apple phone. Wow. Or I Apple dash phone. I haven't. Well, you, I'm still you, figuring you, that I out. I mean, the truth is, you have left some people behind, Mister iPhone, because yeah. you know you you kind of hold the keys to a lot of apps. Yeah. And people like uh, you know Clubhouse is one that yeah. came out on you exclusively for a while, and then I mean, I don't I don't know why you're trying to exclude. Those. I'm selfish. I'm selfish. You, you know, like and, yeah. And uh, I guess that's I guess that's why you know. Well, do you think maybe you could turn it around? Do you think maybe all of us people, including myself, that are addicted to you, that get these little dopamine hits because of all the little uh, things you do? Do you huh. think? Do you think you could change that? Change, turn around. Um, you know, Bill, that that makes me feel optimistic again. Yeah, it makes me feel pretty happy. I mean, I'm not able to update you know right so i can't change i'm gonna continue to do a lot of damage but i'm encouraged to know that people can change they can. you know and so like as long as people can change i guess you could say that there is you know validity and optimism so i hold on to that i'm gonna watch this dog skateboard damn it i'm turning you off all right Woo-hoo! <laughs> well uh, I, it's good to hear that iPhone, you know, feels a little bit of guilt. Um, you know, it's, I don't think everything is his fault. It's because of the people using him, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's gotta be a lot to take on, especially if you're not a sentient being, mm, you know? Amen. Uh, that said though, I mean, uh, it was great getting the chance to talk about iPhones with you, Bill. Yeah. Likewise. And I think the lesson that I've learned beyond that, I'm horribly, hopefully not irreversibly addicted to these devices is, you know, they've changed the entire planet and I'm going to make a promise to myself to follow the Mark Kindle, you know, turning it off, maybe not just when I'm going to the bathroom and paying attention, closer attention to the people around me and the people that matter. Um, And I think just by doing that, I can uh, feel a little bit better. Bill, I love that. That's great. And, you know, I will pledge to continue uh, to not bring my iPhone into the bathroom if I can help it just for fear of uh, humiliation again. Great. I'm going to start calling you at random times. (laughs) Hopefully it picks up. (laughs) Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks, y'all. We appreciate you. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz, This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.